And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, Dr. John Vance. Good to be here, Dan. Well, John, it's great to have you. And uh, ordinarily, Mark will join us, but uh, he was not available today, so we do miss him. But it's always a joy to get together with you, John. You're kind of, uh, I guess the listeners probably guessed, you're rather a mentor to me personally, and I do learn a lot from you. So it's always a joy to have you here in the studio. Today's discussion is uh, quite interesting. It's pertaining to Christians with respect to the media, Christians in the media, we could say. Maybe right up front, ask the question, uh, should Christians get involved uh, in the media? Uh, I've, I've given that some consideration. Um, you know, there are two, two philosophies uh, that Christians have employed through the centuries. Uh, one philosophy is, is, to, is to kind of hold yourself off uh, from the secular or evil world and uh, we can see that in the extreme, for instance, among some of the uh, Anabaptist groups in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I was thinking about that. That they have no interaction. Uh, in the tradition that I'm from, uh, the Calvinistic tradition, uh, there there is from the Puritans and Calvin a, a concept of called the transformation of society, which means that you have an obligation to engage all levels of society. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I would clearly have come down on this point at the latter, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe that if we are to be salt and light, as the Bible uh, says that we are to be, Jesus Jesus said you are the salt and light. And if we are to serve those functions, we must be engaged with people. Moreover, I don't know how you reach people uh, with the gospel unless you engage them where they are. Yeah. So I don't think we have the luxury – of walling ourselves off. I remember, uh, you know, sometimes that would be a luxury, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Get away from the... Rather vex- relaxing at times. The vexatious world. <laughs> Martin Luther made a very trenchant criticism of monasticism. Now, let me say, I'm not opposed to monasticism. Uh, that is, uh, people uh, gathering together for a certain function, like a, a religious sure. order. So I'm not really opposed to it. No. But there is even a danger in that when Luther said, one of the problems with monasticism is that how do you carry out the Lord's command to love your neighbor as yourself? Yeah, because you need to rub shoulders with these people. You have to be engaged. Yeah, no question. So uh, Christians in the media, a lot of options there, I suppose. One that's near and dear to our hearts is radio, but you've also got an older media, and that is newspapers and uh, even the writing of books. And today you have television. Uh, now you have the Internet. There's a lot of options out there. More, really. more communication may be taking place on the Internet and tweeting and all of this kind oh of my. thing than ever uh, through the, the old traditional yeah. forms. Have you ever been in a store and uh, the clerk or whatever is, is checking you out? I had this happen at, what was it, Staples the other day. The lady checked me out, and as soon as she had just a spare moment, there was a delay in the process. She was on her little keyboard texting somebody on her mm-hmm. cell phone. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, uh, I've been rear-ended twice in my car. Once uh, a, a year ago on, in January, this past January, and then uh, 
two years before that i was rear-ended yeah and in first time my car was totaled the second time it could be fixed both young women mm-hmm. and both were on their cell phones oh there you go yeah so it's it's pervasive uh this communication has really um advanced we could say um people some of the people listen to a plain answer in fact using their iPods and using iTunes, and they're set up to automatically download uh, this very program. And somebody, former member of the church who moved up to Canada, I think you know her, contacted me today and said I it wasn't working for her, you know. <laughs> so I got involved with that. But uh, communications and Christians in the media, um, certainly there are some negative aspects to the media, but I don't think we want to focus on that so much today. We want to see uh, opportunities uh, for um, having high-quality communication to um, fellow human beings and affecting them in a in a positive way, uh, truly ministering to them. Yes, I, I, it would seem. I would like to say something though about the theological reasons for being engaged in all kinds of communication. Uh, remember that we are created in the image of God. And if we try to unpack what does it mean to be in the image of God, uh, there are many theological uh, matters that we could go to and and try to figure out what does it mean to be in the image of God. Uh, but one of the major, major components of God creating us in his own image is the capacity for communication. And And in some sense, in some sense, we were made to create in gesture, form, words, sight, uh, all kinds of ways, and we and through many many media. Let's say, for instance, we we usually think it's just talking, or or using our hand to say hi, but communication is all across the board. Mm. We're communicating when we're doing mathematics. Yeah, that's true. We're communicating uh, when we do sign language. We're communicating. Uh, even when we raise our eyebrows. So we were made to communicate one with another. Mm. And and that's you can see that reflected in the way God made us. He made us social beings. Yes. In male and female created he them. In other words, uh, there is, a, uh, if you will, uh, two parties at least mm. in, said to be in the image of God. And, and so there is a polarization of the sex so you can have communication. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that's helpful to me as I think about what you just said. Uh, it, this is a distinction between us and the animal kingdom. Absolutely. The other animals can communicate, yeah. but none of them have the Nothing possibility like of communicating like human beings. The other day I was with my dad, and you know, uh, two and a half years ago he lost mom, and um, he got a dog, and that gives him some company. But there was something very telling one night. I was just sitting there, we were chatting a little bit. He says, but I can't talk with the dog. You know, <laughs> I can't talk mm-hmm. with the dog. Um, these pets are great, but there's a limitation. Yeah, you can have some communication, but it's very limited by yeah. the object that you're communicating. Sometimes with. I complain to my cat, to my cat <laughs> because all that my cat does is meow at me. You know, he, he he doesn't articulate anything, and I have to read between the lines, as it were, of his various meows. And uh, maybe there's a couple of um, different kinds of meows that he has, but that's the limit of it. He can't talk to I'll me. I'll have to tell you a funny story. Uh, my <laughs> my father-in-law, who's passed away now, a wonderful man, a Baptist pastor, 
and he had a fellow in his church who was a veterinarian, and he got his vitamins and certain medicines from the veterinarian rather than the physician. <laughs> and I asked him why. He said, well, I figure the veterinarian who treats uh, uh, creatures that can't communicate, and he gets a well, I figure that that, that would be good for me. That's very funny. <laughs> so, uh, it, But communication, yeah. we were made to communicate. Therefore, right. I don't think that we have – uh, an option here of not being engaged in media yes. we must be because that's the way god made us and so that that is yeah. that is our opportunity well we're talking today about christians in the media i'm dan elmendorf in the studio with me is dr john vance we'll take a short break stay with us we'll be right back We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about Christians in the media. Now, as I think about it here, uh, can you think, John, of some Christians that are well-known that have been in the media in the past or maybe even uh, currently? You know, they're not, they're not as many as there should be, but there are mm. some very outstanding examples of people who are... Uh, uh, Christians and mm-hmm. and and are not afraid to say that they are. Uh, one comes to mind is Brit Hume. Oh yes, uh, Brit Hume yes. on Fox News. He used to be the head of Fox News. And he used I, to be on ABC and ABC too. Yeah, uh, he lost his son, and this is how I found out oh, how strong was Christian. His son committed suicide. I had no idea. And he came on, and I remember him talking about his son and talking about his own faith, how he and his mm-hmm. wife had gotten through this. He's very active in his church. Good. And uh, he's an evangelical Christian. Mm. 
another one that that comes to mind who passed away some years ago that was a very outspoken mm-hmm. Christian uh, was Tony Snow. I remember him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tony yeah. Snow. Yeah. Towards the end, uh, he, what he had cancer, I believe. Uh, uh, yes, cancer? I believe so. Yes, and mm-hmm. I think he started to lose his hair or mm-hmm. whatever. And oh, yeah, yeah. And there have been a, a, a number of of prominent uh, people who are Christians. Uh, you don't always find out that they are, but there's kind of an aura about them. Yeah. Uh, for instance, they don't uh, uh, laugh at all the the body jokes and things like right. that that you hear. That's right. Uh, or uh, they take a traditional view on morality. Mm-hmm. And and I suspect that many of those are, are, are Christians. It's a it's a wonderful opportunity and and yet a great um, a weighty privilege for the few that um, do have a voice like these men you've just mentioned mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to um, to be accurate in their communications. Their hearts need to be right because what's in our hearts eventually flows out. That's true. To real I, life. I'm thinking prominent in print media is Cal Thomas. Yeah, there you go. He's a right. very outspoken Christian and uh, That's true. unabashed in his testimony. Yeah. What about going forward? You have some classes from time to time for uh, kids in the church, and uh, I wonder who the Lord will be raising up in the next generation uh, among us uh, to be in the media. You know, Sometimes I tried, you I tried to, to get across to the kids the, the Puritan idea of vocation. God does not want us all to be missionaries or pastors. Right. Uh, for you, for instance, you're a radio broadcaster. You, yeah. you, you are a Christian, and you have a, a, a heart to minister in this way, mm-hmm. but you're not ordained. No. Uh, and I would, if, if some kid is good in mathematics, I would say go into that field yes. and represent Christ in that field. Yes. One of, one of the uh, great breakthroughs in modern uh, mathematics is a, guy by the name Wiley down at Princeton University, and he happens to be the son of a of a uh, uh, minister in England, and I also believe he is a Christian, but he, he uh, what is it, Fermat or Ferme? Uh, yeah, um, Fermat. Anyway, crack that, sure. uh, four, about a four-century-old four dilemma. It oh. took him several years. Uh, but uh, in the write-up, when I was reading about it, uh, uh, they mentioned that he was who he was. And yes. what his, so, yes. you know, you, th- th- that's being salt and light. It really is. So one lesson, one takeaway today in this discussion is that um, every field uh, needs Christians in it, not just the media. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, too, of if you're a laborer. Yes. I've worked, uh, used to work in South Carolina when I was in college uh, as a digging ditches mm-hmm. and i met a couple of fellows in the business down there that were devout christians and mm-hmm. uh, uh i was impressed and what a testimony can, they had you can tell right away i hate to sound judgmental but there's a big difference between the christian and the non-christian in the workplace and some of these um some of these lines of work that are kind of rougher um the christian really stands out mm-hmm. uh, he's not mm-hmm. uh, cussing up and down that's right <laughs> every five minutes mm-hmm. and having a bad attitude mm-hmm. oh, what a difference it makes well christians in the media i guess another thing that's associated with this is um some parts of the media sometimes will have news or uh, commentary programs uh, even something as small as plain answer but uh, i'm wondering how does a, a christian now go about obtaining um, 
quality news. And I'm thinking about this little this little catchphrase that one of the major networks use, um, fair and balanced. Well, I'm not so sure that they're always fair and balanced, but but the point is you want to obtain information that's true. How do you get to the bottom of truth uh, in current events and the news and that sort of thing, I guess? Uh, there, there is a historic prayer uh, that uh, we use uh, in the church once in a while for what we call in, in the uh, worship prayer for illumination. Yeah. And it has to do with sorting out uh, quiet every voice uh, in me but thine own, O Lord. Mm. Quiet every voice in me but thine own. Uh, how do you sort out what God's will is? I think that's what this is getting at. I think so. With all of the plethora of messages out there that just bombard you. Yes. And how does a Christian uh, sort out what is true and what is false? Mm. What is just pure propaganda and slanting the news as opposed uh, to not? Mm. Now, this is not an easy uh, project, and I am uh, sometimes flabbergasted at what Christians will sometimes come out with or believe. They, they profess to believe the Scriptures, for instance, and maybe profess to be believe in traditional morality, but if you look at the surveys, we're finding that even in the evangelical community, some of the surveys indicate that their, their political and moral positions hardly yeah. differ from the world. Well, to me, it's downright aggravating when I see that sort of thing taking place. So what has happened? It seems yeah. to me they've been propagandized. I, I think so. That's a big word. That's a good word. As I was, uh, we were talking a bit before, as I was telling you, there's good propaganda and bad propaganda. Uh, most people think all propaganda is bad, but propaganda is a, uh, is, is a literature or a speech that is designed to persuade you to a certain viewpoint. The Gospels in the New Testament, in one sense, could be classified as propaganda. Mm-hmm. But it happens to be true, and it happens to be beneficial to you to believe in the Gospel. The problem is most of the propaganda we hear is really just that, to persuade us not to believe the truth. Oh, isn't that Or the to case? believe in, in uh, right. uh, whatever is the prevailing orthodoxy of the time, like political correctness. Yeah. Or it's you, nothing but propaganda. You take our... I know I have to be careful here, but I, I, I got to say something. You take our current president, and this is just my opinion, not necessarily the opinion of Redeemer Broadcasting now. Um, sometimes he will say things and assert uh, what he he's trying to make become a truth, and I know that it's not a truth. And this is typical, I guess, with politicians from time to time, maybe many, many maybe it's often. Um, but it, it bothers me. To me, truth is objective. Uh, truth is precious. We, we guard the truth. We just don't make um, false statements with a straight face. And mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. it troubles me greatly when I hear untruths being given as true. You remind me of a, of a, of a joke. Uh, how do you, can you tell when a politician is lying? When their lips move. <laughs> now, that's too cynical. There are some very good politicians sure. uh, who are trying to do, in some sense, the Lord's work in the political sphere in this country. Right. I happen to think that maybe the election uh, a few days back in Texas uh, might have uh, – uh, we, we see here a man who speaks very plainly, and I, I happen mm-hmm. to think that he's a devout Christian, Southern Baptist, who will, mm-hmm. if, if elected in the fall – 
he will be a great candidate, and I yes. look forward to people like that. So I'm not so cynical that I don't believe that politicians right. could be honest and true, but the truth is many of them cut a lot of corners to get elected, don't they? It's so true. It's just so true. Well, today we're talking about Christians in the media, and we also just got into news and how do you uh, secure accuracy? How do you secure good news? Well, let me ask you this. We're almost at the end of the program today. Uh, John, do you have any suggestions? How do you go about securing the news for the day, and how do you, how, what do you go through? How do you sort it out? Well, uh, first of all, I don't listen to every news outlet because some of them are designed uh, to reach a goal, which I think is is uh, contrary to what to reality and mm-hmm. the way God has constructed the world. Uh, I don't listen to propaganda that tells me and tries to influence me to believe that same-sex marriage is is all right. Yeah, I don't listen to propaganda which tries to tell me that uh, uh, the the world is getting warmer and warmer due to human beings. Now that may or may not be true. I don't know. It's a scientific fact, mm-hmm. but I do know that many people in the field have falsified their scientific endeavors to get more money for their causes mm. and to exercise control over people. So. I'm very careful where I get my news. I mm. almost get all my news today from the Internet. Do you? But yeah. I, w- I would take two or three things here. Uh, how do you sort things out? First of all, I think you are less likely to listen to false voices if you know the truth of Scripture and have a biblical worldview. There you go. That becomes a filter for you to sort out that which is contrary uh, to reason and to Scripture mm. right away. The second thing I think you need to do uh, here, you just can't really get all of this on your own, uh, but the second thing I think you need to do is, does it pass the test of reason? We live in a time when when uh, reason is so, is so denigrated. Uh, you can't tell me that we're getting along fine economically in this country when we are borrowing 40 cents on every dollar to pay our bills it's hard to even believe when you when you say it that way and you know i've heard it before but when you think about that what a mess we have on our hands just doesn't pass the test of reason no no nothing can function that way no there's no way we can survive just on that front alone unless we have change so so i think people need to be wakened up to the fact yeah that they have to start being engaged and use their head again, mm. not only have a biblical worldview, but begin to, to sort things out. Mm-hmm. I was teaching Sunday School Sunday, and we were talking about Jesus being the logos. The word logos in Greek means to give an account of the way things are. Mm. Jesus is called in the Scriptures the logos of God. That right. means that he is the exact representation of who God is and what God is like. Yes. And his teaching is truth. He is, as one scholar said, he is, if you will, the 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 grammar of God. He is uh, reason, if you will. And so we should be uh, encouraged to think properly and reasonably because that's God's word. Mm. That's beautiful. I'm just looking at the clock here, and I realize this uh, time went really quick today. Today we've been talking about Christians in the media. My guest and friend here is Dr. John Vance. I'm Dan Elmendorf. 
Uh, if you have a question for us and like to participate in this discussion, you're always invited to do that. We would give you our email address, which is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. And uh, perhaps we'll continue this discussion a little bit more, a slightly different flavor, uh, next week. We'll see what uh, that brings. But until then, please join us again next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.